Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Nothing to do with hockey. It has to do with the podcast. Is it our anniversary? Uh, um, it, it very well could be. <laughs> it is our 50th show. Wow. Who thought we would have made it this far? Not my mother. <laughs> Not my wife. I don't think anybody knows what a podcast is. So. Um, Not my Michael. Anywho, this is Bandering the Blue Shirts. My name is Joe Fortunato. I am joined by Michael Murphy and Bethany Macklin. Um, Bethany. And this is what we do. We, we podcast. That's her name, Bethany. And if it isn't, it is now. This is the 50th podcast. 5-0. They said we'd never make it, but here we are. Um, this show is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Go be a Patreon subscriber. Seriously. Go onto your computer right now. Literally right now. If you happen to be driving and you're listening to this, just pull over or something. I don't know. Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Banter and donate to us. And when you do, good things happen. If you, like if you can afford it. Or Mike purchasing a delicious microphone. Or Beth getting bailed out of jail for licking a ranger. John J. Porter, Anthony Viola, Guy from Montana, Daniel DeGen, Eric Cohn, Matt Bader, George Littman, Dan Lynch, Victoria Embry, John Reppy, Arch Williams, Igor Zetlovsky, Zachary Zetlin, Dan Carosi, Alexander Thornton, Thomas Osa, Trevor Kepna, and Michael Silvers, they did this already. You should do this. That's what you should do. So if you can afford it. Just, okay, he, he keeps saying that. Just go <laughs> take a second mortgage out on your house and donate do that. all the money to Patreon. <laughs> That's ill-advised. I don't. I don't think it is. I think Mike is lying to you. I don't think Mike cares about you. And it's just do it, okay? Don't go on that vacation you're planning. You don't want to. You want to give money to Patreon, to us specifically. So, yeah, do that. Um, it is our fiftieth show, and holy crap, Dan Girardi got bought out. Um, last show. Holy crap, Dan Girardi got flat out. Holy crap, 
you announced you're having a child. Uh, that's true. I am having a little girl, and that is terrifying. So, so maybe do subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, the baby needs food. Are you going to take food out of my baby's mouth? Are you kidding me? What type of person are you? I'm not a farmer. I can't grow food for her. You need to do the, the legwork here. She is your responsibility. You understand me? So go to Patreon and donate for my child. You sons no of pressure. bitches. All the pressure. No pressure at all. There couldn't be any more pressure. You're not a good person, Joe, but I love you. You're right. I'm a great person. Maybe the greatest. Anywho, um, on the show last week, Beth said <laughs> in a turn. state of terror, what is the percent chance both Girardi and Stahl will be back next year? And I said 0%, and then I amended that to 20%. I don't remember what Mike said, because mm. I usually don't listen when he's speaking. And Beth never makes I predictions said under any circumstances. Oh, that's right. You did say I'm 21, you son of a bitch. So, but it happens. Yeah, my price is right, yeah. I think we've taken a bit of a humorous stance on this right now, but I would like to say that um, there is a 1% chance Dan Girardi listens to this podcast. And in the event that he is, thank you for your service. Seriously. Um, he really – I wrote an article about him. Adam wrote an article about him, and it, it – both of them had this, like, almost regretful tone to them because Girardi's career did not have to end this way. Maybe it did need to end this way, but it didn't need to end this way in New York and – the famous Batman, you, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain quote, really applies here because there was a time when Dan Girardi was a cult hero and should have been in New York. And uh, I think I said in my article that Dan Girardi was a victim of other people's mistakes, but he's still the face of those mistakes. And this was a move that needed to be made, but I really do believe that he was one of the main foundational building blocks of this organization and he was one of the the beacons of light when we were all very 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 miserable during the dark years when the rangers weren't making the playoffs seven years in a row and he was that first bunch of homegrown kids with ryan callahan and, and brandon dubinsky and undrafted un, un, just a warrior seriously gave every ounce of himself i have never seen a player give more to a hockey team than Dan Girardi gave to the New York Rangers. And I mean that. That's not a cliche. That's not, oh, we were mean to him. Let's make him feel better. That is 100%. I have never seen a person give more to a hockey team than Dan Girardi. Honestly. So thank you. And again, these are awkward conversations to have because you also have to thank Jeff Gordon. He did the right thing. This had to happen. There's... There's no way that this could not happen, but it's unfortunate that it had to, if that makes sense. And I've spoken entirely too long. Mike, you you should speak. <laughs> uh, it's we we try to go out of our way to make sure that we we make the distinction between a player and their contract. Um, and I think Girardi is is a really strong example of that, especially now that he's bought out. You know, in in a perfect world, 
or a, a better world, I should say, you know, he would be the third pair defenseman on the right side for the Rangers at a much less significant cap hit because it's hard to think of a player. I don't know how Girardi found pants that fit him with the size of his balls. That He's one of those guys who you watch him play and he's not exceptional with the puck, but like Joe said, he's just, there's nothing he won't do to help a hockey team win. And it's for that reason I really hope his career isn't over. Uh, you know, we obviously don't know what comes next for him, but you know he's officially a you know unrestricted free agent. He can go anywhere. Uh, it's a strange thing uh, to see him go, especially because you know he's been. There was a lot of talk about you know from the media and the beat writers about whether or not changes are coming to the team's core. I think someone asked uh, Step on that specifically, ironically enough. But, um, and we're, we're starting to see, see the hammer fall a little bit here with Girardi, and obviously we have yet to get into it, but the Step on trade, uh, the trade talk. So um, it's a necessary thing, but that doesn't mean it feels good. You know, it feels good in a sense of, it's the thing the team has to do to to become a better hockey team. But the Rangers are definitely losing something special in terms of who Dan Girardi is off the ice and what he was willing to do on it. So it's a in many ways it it's a big hole to fill in ter- like for the heart of the team. And I think we got that sense from you know the the public message that that Hank posted after the news and everything like that. It's He's a he's a warrior, and losing a guy like that does matter, even even with you know the shortcomings of his game and all that. So now now I'm now was, that was my turn to ramble. Beth, say things. I talked about balls. No, I mean you know he had, he had a decent playoff. Um, he had some good games. He had that gorgeous hit on Andrew Shaw. You know he had. Um, I'm glad, you know, if, I don't know, glad, anyway, I'm glad he went out after this playoff, I guess, as, you know, if this had to be the way it happened, I'm glad it wasn't after the one round versus the Penguins last year, which was just such a disaster, and I'm glad he got some final wins in, and I'm glad they got to the second round, um, and I think you'd have to be a real crab person to, to wish any ill whatsoever on this guy. Um, I remember when I interviewed Lundquist saying something about how we fans thought that, you know, Dan Girardi grew extra body parts whenever he got injured, you know, so you'd think he couldn't possibly be coming back on the ice and then there he'd be. Um, and, you know, Henrik doesn't know who I am and looked at me funny and, uh, so that's really my one memory of talking to Hank about Dan Girardi, but he did again appreciate what he put out there, and I think I think I think Lundquist's message sort of gave us all leeway to be like, okay, you know, we can grieve this now. He was here for a long time. He was a great guy. He was a Is she cutting in and out for you, Mike? Yeah, she is. 
She's totally gone. Am I? Now. I'm sorry. I'm not moving. Well, not, you're, ba- you're like that disappearing and then, and then coming back. I blame the wine. Is it better now? It's not like you're crackling. It's like you're stopping talking. Oh, that's strange. But now I can hear you for what it's worth. Yeah, we can hear you fine now. <laughs> All right. Now that um, you've unequivocally ruined the show. And no doubt. And I almost feel like that one was a joke. things that people only half heard, so. I'm... I don't think it is. No. <laughs> Not one bit. And you're very snippy tonight, Mr. Fortunato. So, you know, be nice. I just got screwed. Oh. Why couldn't that part have you cut just... out? <laughs> that part he has to get all got... the meanies out before he has the baby Put girl. Maybe would have even like heard it. Yeah, you. You've got to soften up. To... Seriously. Getting on my hard very shortly. Now. Very, very shortly, your life is going to be filled with buying those little electrical, like electric socket covers, and baby-proofing your house. You gotta, you gotta be a sweetheart, Joe. A sweetheart. Um, it is. It's funny though. Yeah, there's you, the mixed emotions were, with Girardi. Was I, I what? Just gonna see, I, if you were making a point towards the end, because you you cut off completely. I don't. And I was gonna have I you mean, repeat it. All I'm saying is that it's completely valid to feel two ways about this. I don't think those two ways yeah. contradict each other. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. These conversations should be somewhat uncomfortable because he did a lot while he was here. But it should have never gotten to this point. And the fact that it did is not his fault. The fact that he did is really Vigneault's fault and I guess Sato's fault for giving him the uh, giving him the contract in the first place. So, yeah, that's I, I mean, business aside, well, actually, that personal aside, business at the forefront. The New York Rangers have quite a bit of leeway here. There is some talk that Kevin Klein will be retiring due to, what are we thinking, some back thing, Mike, you said? His well, yeah, the, he, he was limited this year because of lower back problems, and I think we saw that on the ice, and it's one of the reasons why you know he played you know not an entire season. Um, but, Among other reasons. You know, he... Yeah, he's not going to to Europe, you know, to play hockey if his back is that bad. What's curious to me um, is, you know, it's kind of, it's not quite as extreme, but uh, I was talking to my brother about it today, and he like kind of like a Nosland retiring prematurely and doing the Rangers a huge favor. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but Nosland retiring you know, made life a lot easier for the Rangers, but um, Klein is due to, Yeah, Marcus Nosland. Okay. <laughs> um, but Klein is due... His cap hit is $2.9 million, but he's due $2.75 in NHL salary next year. Uh, I don't know what he can make overseas, but you know, I'm, I, it's it's kind of a kind of a head scratcher why he would be leaning towards retirement. Nothing is final. We should stress um, in in regards to what's happening here. But if if Klein does take that option, um, 
we already we've heard from uh, James Myrtle in the Athletic that the salary cap is expected to go up to 75 million next year, which is an increase of two million. So every team will have a little more cap space. The Rangers obviously just bought out Girardi. Um, if Klein goes as well, that's another 2.9 million in cap space open. So uh, a lot of space is being, especially potentially for for in, in regards to Klein, but a lot of space is opening up, and it only gets taken to another level with uh, with the waves that Mc- Bob McKenzie made with his tweet about uh, Stepan being involved in trade chatter. So. Um, it's really possible really we could possible. see some major, major news with Rangers in the next couple of days. It is, uh, it's worth noting that there was some speculation the cap could go up as high as $77 million. And what Mike said, mm. you're talking about the money that you save from Kevin Klein, plus the money that you're saving from Dan Girardi, plus potentially getting rid of Nick Holden, all these different moves that could happen. The Rangers may very well have the cap space to do something substantial. And just based off some of the things we've seen to this point, we are kind of talking about Shattenkirk-level money right now. So is that a direction the Rangers are going to go in? We're, we're going to have to get to, and I guess we may as well get into it, the Derek Stepan stuff right now because this is going to be a, a talking point. Bob McKenzie had tweeted out that, Derek Stepan's name, I believe the comment was prominent on the trade market. And he went out of his way to also claim that it doesn't necessarily mean that something is going to happen, but Stepan's name has been thrown around for a couple of years. One of the main reasons why it's coming up quite a bit right now is because Stepan gets his no movement clause, or excuse me, his no trade clause kicks in July 1st. So if the New York Rangers want to make a move for him, they can obviously do that now and they can't do that next week. So the opportunity to kind of take those next steps, I'm going to say, it's going to depend on what the Rangers are going to do within the next couple of days and before the expansion draft, and here's why. The New York Rangers have a free protection slot right now on defense. Because they bought out Girardi, there is no need to protect him because he doesn't have no movement clause anymore. Um, Dave from Blue Sea Blogs brought up a good point. The Rangers could wait and not fill out the paperwork until after the expansion draft, and then they could use that protection slot on Girardi. But I don't see a reason why the Rangers would protect a guy like Holden, who they very well might want another team to take. If the Rangers trade Stepan for a defenseman, they can use that protection slot that they have available because of Girardi on that defenseman. If the Rangers re-sign Brendan Smith, they can use that protection slot on Brendan Smith. If the Rangers trade Stepan for a forward, they can use the slot open now at forward on that new forward that they get. I understand that this is confusing. I apologize. I'm not good at explaining things. Um, One of the more complicated things that they could do is trade Stepan for a defenseman, use the defensive slot that they have opened from the Girardi buyout to protect said defenseman, say Truba from Winnipeg, and I'm just throwing a name out there. I have no insight on that whatsoever. And then use the opened protection slot at forward on a guy like Oscar Lindberger, Jesper Foss. 
And that is something that could potentially happen. But whatever is going to happen has to happen within the next couple of days because the New York Rangers are sort of in limbo here. I I think the timing of the Girardi buyout was interesting if nothing else was going to happen because the opportunity to buy somebody out, that window has opened, but the deadline lasts for a, a bit of time. The Rangers could have waited towards the end. I think they may have a deal lined up or at least feel like they're close enough to having a deal lined up, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, not in the room guys. I'm here in my basement podcasting with my best friend, Beth and my best friend, Mike singing on the mic. Well, yeah, the, yeah. the Rangers have to submit their, the list of their protected players by June 17th at 5 PM. The public will learn uh, what those lists are the next day uh, or really the next morning, I think June 18th, um, I think it's 10 in the morning. And then, you know, that's Vegas also has that goofy uh, 72 hour period where they can talk to, you know, unprotected restricted free agents, you know, guys like, uh, cause the Rangers didn't qualify Clint Denning or Peary. They can talk to guys like that and or uh, as well as the UFAs. Yeah. Oh, well, he wasn't, yeah, but he's an unrestricted free agent. He wasn't a uh, RFA. And then uh, then on the 21st of June, Vegas makes its uh, selections. So, And on that same day, we learn who who the hell is on the Golden Knights. And two days after that is the entry draft. So this is uh, it's a very... It's a very crazy amount of things that are going to happen uh, in the next seven days. Um, you know, today was the you know official buyout for Girardi. It was announced obviously yesterday, but you know the 15th today was when the buyout can happen. So uh, it's and obviously today we saw already one big blockbuster with the Drouin trade, and Girardi's name is I mean sorry Stepan's name isn't the only one out there. Galchenyuk's on the market and Eberle's on the market. And uh, apparently Hampus Lindholm is someone that teams are calling about, and I'd be shocked if the Rangers weren't one of them. So, yeah, there's a whole ton of crap going on. Um, I'm, I'm curious how much you guys think the Rangers are going to do. I'm starting to get the impression that a lot of, a lot of things are going to change simply because of the cup window and – you know, it's. I'm sure it's a question of uh, maybe it's too little, too late. But you know, there's going to be a lot of teams trying to sign a guy like Shattenkirk, and plenty of teams interested in someone like Brendan Smith. But the Rangers really have a lot of wiggle room now. They they have a lot of pieces they can move, and including pieces they can afford to move. And uh, we could see a like dramatically different roster next season. Yeah, the Rangers have. Wait, can I ask a question, guys? You can. Yes, ask. Ask a question. Oh, I forgot what it was. Wait, is the only Klein still not definitely gone? But nine percent, ninety-five percent certain, right? Ninety-seven percent certain that Klein is gone. Yeah, the the Uh, post broke that, and right now it's. 
yeah, he's mulling it over. Um, but he'll be like he's almost certainly will be a player exposed to Vegas. That doesn't mean Vegas takes him. Yeah. I'm also I'm also not convinced. I know Joe said it before, but I think the Rangers organization really likes Nick Holden. I don't think that the Rangers social media and uh, and writers particularly like him. But if you just look at really in terms of counting stats and everything, he overachieved. He had a brutal playoffs, but um, yeah, but it's one of those things he scores goals, but he shouldn't be scoring goals. You know, it's kind of like Klein a few years ago. It just, it's, it happened, but uh, yeah, yeah. Every, every once in a while he'll do that. Remember he made that one breakaway goal where he did the, I think that might've been the playoffs. It was just, this is like, where the hell did that come from move? It's, it's like, what, what the hell is that? Who is Nick Holden? I've still been trying to figure it out. <laughs> I think uh, it's like I mean, nine months ago. What is think. Nick Holden? Yeah, what, what is Nick Holden? Ooh. We lost Beth again. Blue hate Nash for, oh, because they say in. he doesn't score enough. I'll bet you anything. Wait, so, you, have to, you have to say all this over again. I said I the how people. It cuts out at critical moments, but when she swears or yells at me, it works perfectly. Yeah, like it almost it resonates her voice to the heavens. Oh, Beth, did you hear that McElrath won the Calder Cup with uh, the Detroit Red it. Wings AHL team? I'm He's a very champion, proud of Beth. Lost son. I always <laughs> knew he could be Mike. Her large adult I always son. Knew he could be a mother's love. My large a mother's love, love guided. Um, all right. Well, what I was saying though, way back when was that the same people who think Holden is great because he scores goals are the same people who think Rick Nash sucks because he doesn't score enough of them when they want him to. So it wasn't a particularly profound thought. What important emphasis in wrong places. That is important though. It's where I, the point that I wanted to make that I forgot and then, was going to make um, the Rangers have reinvested in their cup window. They've pried the window open with this move because say you get Shattenkirk, you re-sign Smith, all of a sudden you have probably one of the best. You go from having arguably the worst, not one of the worst, arguably the T-H-E worst <laughs> defenses in the league to arguably one of the best top fours in the league. Maybe not the best top to bottom because Stahl is going to be in that bottom pairing and it's going to be a disaster. But if he actually plays there, it may work out if he's sheltered. But you're getting Smith, Shea, McDonough, Shattenkirk in your top four. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better group than that across the league. So do the Rangers have enough to really step in and make these adjustments, and the next thing you know, they're a cup contender again. And I, I think the answer to that question is yes. Now, I feel a hell of a lot better about Jeff Gordon's motives right now than I did, say, yeah. before this buyout happened. Because it means that while oh, it was absolutely. a difficult decision to make, Gordon did the right thing. Period. End of story. There's really no... As hard as it was, he did the right thing. And this was his opportunity to put a stamp on this hockey team, and he did just that. So you tip your cap to him. He did the right thing. Now he needs to finish the job. 
and some of it might be out of his control. I think Shattenkirk could price himself out of New York. I do believe that. Um, but I think would we having... end up signing Shattenkirk to the same sort of contract, though? I mean, what is with these eight-year contracts for hockey players? I realize that's a back-to-kind of dumb question, but, I mean, would we get stuck in the same pit again? Or is that just, is our eight years what players like that want? I don't... Theoretically, yes. If you have to go long-term on Shattenkirk to to take the money down, yes. Um, The difference is players like Shattenkirk, Players like Keith Yandel age much better than players like Dan Girardi, for the most part. That does not mean that that would necessarily be the case here. But, they can skate. Oh, yes. Right. They can Less skate. Physical. Right. They're not Rare relying on their, like, grind and wind and all that nonsense. Dan Girardi broke down. And the game is moving away from those types of defensemen, period. There's really no argument there. People make that argument, but there's really no argument there. The flip side of this is players like Yandel or, and I think Mark Streit is a good example because he was a player who was much older throughout his career and was still useful as a hockey player. And I think that's Mm. more or less where you, you expect these guys to fall because he might not be an amazing defense defenseman, but even at the end of his career with the Flyers, he was still putting up. 40 points a year. The last two years were kind of disastrous, but his very last year in the NHL, he played 49 games and he had 21 points. I mean, you're paying for the offense. So is that what this is going to turn into? Maybe. I don't know. But you take the risk on them being effective tomorrow, next year, the year after, and you worry about I guess year six or seven or eight on the contract in year six and seven and eight. And who knows? Uh, But those players tend to keep their value more than a guy like Dan Girardi does. And even Mark Stahl, I think Mark Stahl, who knows what would have happened to him if he didn't take that eye injury? Honestly, who knows? He, he, that there, there was a point where he was easily the best defenseman in terms of potential. The Rangers had granted that was before Ryan McDonough, but still, I mean, the Rangers could have used Mark Saul to get almost anybody that they wanted. There was a period of time where that was possible. And, yeah. That's that. So, we danced around the Stepan subject, but I'm dragging us back into the pool. Do we think Stepan is going to get traded? Mike, I'm putting you on the spot. You are on the spot. Well, it's, You're on that's the spot. a tough question. It is very it's, hard. It's, you and I, have, you and I have talked about this. Stop with your horrible singing. I'm trying to answer your question. Oh, you're the worst. Um, I didn't mean that. I like your singing. Uh, obviously, we've talked about it before. That Stepan becomes, you know, has the full no trade clause for the next two seasons, starting on July 1st, and then two years after that, he has the uh, a modified no trade that kicks in. Um, that doesn't answer your question, but it, it does present the fact that if the Rangers do it, they have a window to do it, and that window is now. It has to happen now. Um, I think it's very interesting that you know we've that his name is involved. That means either a teams are 
calling or which is more likely or B, you know, that Gorton has made it, has kind of put it out there that he, he, he would move step on for the right price. And I think that's the key term here is the right price. I'm led to believe by what we've seen of the trade market and the guys who are out there. And frankly, with all the chaos of expansion in Vegas, that there, there will be a package out there that's, that's good enough either in everyone's eyes or at least in the Rangers front office eyes to pry a player like step on away. Um, Zabinajad is an restricted free agent and he clearly made a very big impression um, with the team, you know, and that trade worked out brilliantly for the Rangers, uh, even with Zabinajad's injury. Um, you know, there's Kevin Hayes who had a down year, but, you know, uh, imagining Kevin Hayes as your second line center is, is not exactly a, a nightmare. And, you know, asking Lindbergh or someone else to move up to, you know, the third line is also not a bad deal. The real question is what the hell will the Rangers be after? And most people seem to think that the Rangers would be going after, you know, a defenseman, specifically a right side defenseman, um, especially someone who can come in to, you know, play the role that Girardi did, but play it better. Um, but there's also the whole issue of, well, what the hell happens with the Rangers offense? Cause step on for, for all of his warts and all the criticism about him, you know, he led the team in shots last season and power play points. He was third on the team in points. Um, He's a, he was and is a huge part of the team, and clearly Vino trusts him. And frankly, he leaned on him until Stepan wore down in the playoffs. I think I think that was kind of one of the reasons why Stepan had kind of a rocky playoff. But uh, I, I would I'm leaning towards thinking it will happen. Um, I'm not like convinced it'll happen, but the fact that the Rangers did make that move with Girardi and the fact that there are guys out there on the market um, who are, you know, it's a lot of teams are moving a lot of pieces trying to be, because everyone has to get compliant for the expansion draft. And on top of that, everyone, there's plenty of teams who, who would look at a player like Stepan, who is a lock for 55 points every season, plays a two way game, is on the right side of 30 and is cap controlled and they're going to be interested because, you know, he's, he's 26. I mean, he has the cap hit of 6.5 million for the next four seasons, but there's not a lot of centers like Stepan who are just out there and up for grabs. And uh, frankly, I think the Rangers can do better. I think I've made it clear that I'm kind of in the camp of being underwhelmed by Stepan, but I certainly am not like the sort of person who says the Rangers should move him no matter what. I think the I think it might have been the TSN piece that said the Rangers might expose him in the expansion draft, which I found insane. Very, very hard to believe. Yeah, insane it's, yeah. the membrane. It's <laughs> losing him for nothing just to get that you know the six point five in cap space is crazy to me just because. Stepan is worth something to a lot of teams, including the Rangers. If the Rangers are, you know, quote unquote, stuck with him, there's a lot worse fate, to, worse fates to have. He's 
a very, very, very serviceable and good top six center. Um, and we've gone through the reasons why many times, so I won't bore everyone by doing it again. But I do think he gets moved. Um, I don't think I would have said that a week ago, though. What do you think, Joe? Uh, I agree. Uh, I, and here's my tinfoil hat idea craziness behind this. <laughs> the New York Rangers, as you well know, are very particular about the news that they do and do not allow to leak out of the organization. I think you'd be fair to make the argument that they are the most tight-lipped organization in the NHL. So normally news comes out, they break their own trade news. They break their own really signings. Like nobody knew Pumple was coming until it happened. Nobody knew Haglin, the Haglin stuff was going on until it was broke on the trade floor by other reporters. And here's why I think the Bob McKenzie stuff is important. Because the Rangers are so tight-lipped and because their beat reporters maybe aren't as interested in getting these scoops, when a guy hears his name like that, when McKenzie hears Stepan's name thrown around in quote-unquote multiple places, that means Bob McKenzie is hearing it not from the Rangers, but from other organizations and from other sources. And if Stepan's name is being shopped to two, three, or four teams and it gets back to McKenzie, that's a hell of a lot of smoke for there to be no fire. So yeah, I think Derek Stepan is a first-line center. I know that term makes people pee their pants, but I think he's a first-line center. I think Derek <laughs> Stepan is a very good hockey player. I think the Rangers will miss him terribly. I really do think they will miss him terribly. But I also think that they're in a prime opportunity to trade a year or two too early on Stepan than a year or two too late and akin to the Derek Broussard move that made the Rangers unequivocally, undebatably better, younger. Zibanejad has even more potential than we thought he did, maybe, with some of the way before his injury, at least. I think that opportunity is out there for the New York Rangers. And Stepan poses the key to get into that room. So the question becomes, what do you need to fix? Can you get a guy like Truba for Stepan? Can you get another younger Gauchenyuk for Stepan? What's the deal? And there seems to be a lot of smoke around Gauchenyuk too, because he was supposed to be traded for quote unquote, well, he was quote unquote, supposed to be traded for Duran. Duran got traded for a top prospect and some picks. Now a lot of people think that that's just setting the tone for Gauchenyuk to get traded. Mm. There's a lot here. There really is a lot here for the Rangers to do something. And can they fix the defense without having to trade for anyone? Yes, they can. Shattenkirk. But to Beth's point, you get a guy like Truba and you sign him to an eight-year deal, he's 31 at the end of it. He's 23 right now. You sign a guy like Shattenkirk for that type of a deal, he's 36 at the end of it. There's a big difference there. So do you keep Smith around for four years? Do you trade for a guy like Truba? Do you sign a guy like Shattenkirk? I don't think any of these answers are particularly wrong. I think some of them might be better than others, but we're just guessing. So, I don't know. I, I, but I really do think you need to use the, the Patriot mindset of trade a year too early before a year too late. And they did it with Broussard. And maybe... Gordon is going to do it with Stepan. 
Beth, you have not spoken in a while. What are your thoughts on this? I don't know. It's so strange because it seemed like the news of a, a possible step on train like grew out of fan discontent after the players after the playoffs in a strange way. You know, everyone was lamenting his performance, and then all of a sudden we're talking about him as a trade possibility, which we hadn't really considered before. And I think I've gotten used to the idea. Um, and you know, if we're in the realm now where we do the the organization does. No oh, boy. Smart thing. I am totally for this. But if we're in the realm where we do strange temporary things and throw away money and talent, then I'm not. So I realize that's non-committal. Yeah. But I've been following this team for a while, and it's... oh god, the most <laughs> important part. I know it's it's it really every is. Time. You know, I think we're going to know if if Stepan. I think we're going to know a lot of how this team is going to go next. I really do. Because if we're starting to make, if they're starting to make good choices now in terms of assets and, like you said, trading at the right time, rebuilding or building, I mean, really what you're, we're talking about is a pretty, I, I mean, it is a cup-winning defense um, if someone like Truba comes in. So, yeah, I mean, there's, immense possibility, but I mean, I really have to say I didn't see this coming, but that doesn't mean it's not maybe a good thing to do. I'd be sad to see him go. And also the other thing, let's just say that clearly being on TV for the Rangers on their stupid little TV short is the kiss of death because the only one who's left (laughs) had Stefan on the mic. We had the boys in blue shirts or whatever it was. There we and go. It's, they'll all be gone except for Zoo. So whoever Mike gets handed to next, you know, pack your bags because you're on your way out. Yeah, also, I hadn't, you become I hadn't put that together. If you are friends with Zuccarello, yeah. you're not wanted. Or if they no, put you on you. TV. Yeah. There it is. You heard it from Beth first. This <sighs> Do not take is, the mic. Don't take the mic. Don't take the mic. I ho the Jerio. Don't take the mic. How was that, guys? Was that good? Is that better? Nick Holden, uh, take the mic. Take the mic, Nick yes. Holden. Stall. Take the mic. Stall with Stall. The new show about it's actually, Stall. It's actually interesting to me. I was thinking today, you know, what we were going to talk about on the podcast, and I, I think just what is going to happen for better or for worse, is that Stahl will just be the next scapegoat for a lot of Rangers fans. And, you know, the reason it was Girardi and not Stahl is because the buyout penalty for Girardi, who was, you know, several years older or a couple years older than Stahl, was much less extreme than trying to buy out the Stahl contract, which just in terms of on paper, the Stahl contract is more demanding because it had you know, the higher cap hit. It's it's a strange thing to think that the Rangers have Ryan McDonough signed for the next two years at four point seven million, but they have Mark Stahl signed for the next four years at five point seven million. Um it's it's a goofy it's a it's just evidence of how much you know, those contracts and a lot of what Sather did um, you know, 
towards the end of his tenure were bad moves. And like you said, Joe, it's it's encouraging to see Gorton kind of do things that are a lot of people would consider aggressive moves um, to really put his own his own you know like touch on the team and how it's built and what it looks like. And that's another reason why I think, you know, we'll see a step on trade because there is a limited amount of time you can move them. This is an incredibly busy and, uh, like, a a lot of names floating around for players that can be traded. You know, Matt Duchesne, Landis Cog. You know, there's a lot of guys out there who can, can be moved and are expected to be moved. And um, it's it's Gorton has this opportunity, and like you said, he's starting to do it. I I'm eager to see what unfolds, and frankly, who the hell is still a Ranger? Um, even come July 1st with the expansion draft and everything, I would like to think that we'll see a team that is just better um, because Girardi the Girardi buyout gives the team kind of a head start, but, you know, the Rangers are likely going to lose Ranta. They're likely going to lose a very good depth forward in the expansion draft. Uh, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a very different team, and frankly, I think not qualifying Peary and, uh, and Clendenning were mistakes, but they're also mistakes that we kind of knew were coming. Um, and, of course, we've yet to talk about the very exciting uh, Matt Pumple contract. Well, the Clendenning decision can almost be forgiven if there's a bigger idea here in terms of the defense. And I think it becomes more of a, are there a lot of moving pieces here for Jeff Gordon, or are we in the process of just seeing the Rangers sort of revert back to what they've been in the past? The Girardi move gives me positivity, that it's it's the la- it's the former rather than the latter, but I also think that we're in a position right now where there's so much uncertainty. I think Adam said it best when he mentioned that the Rangers are on the edge of they are either going to be Stanley Cup contenders next year or they are going to take three or four steps backward, and that's a scary thing, and it's very true. So, yes. Girardi, this move was very, very important for the New York Rangers. But the next moves are just as important because if you use the cap space on mistakes, you're just you're taking steps backwards. That's all you're doing, and that's not good for anybody. Um, what else? Uh, just to um, Mike's point, the Pumple trade was, or the Pumple signing was so that the Rangers became expansion compliant. Lindbergh and Fast are restricted free agents who are unsigned. They can, can, can be selected by Vegas, even if they are not signed. So Vegas would just absorb yeah. their rights. Just like, technically, Brendan Smith could be taken by Vegas and they would just get his exclusive negotiating rights. Um, For longer than 72 hours, yeah. Sure. So, so keep, that, keep, keep that, those things in mind when you're thinking of stuff and doing stuff that you do and think. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else? <clears throat> what else is there to talk about on this one? I don't know. I feel like we could, you know, play the "What would you want for Step On game" for hours because it's it's a tough call, and I also it's a very tricky thing. I think because so many Rangers fans have you know kind of mixed feelings about Step On and. And you know it's there's I think there's a lot of outspoken criticism of him that is frequently uh, extinguished by like well just understand that you know he's not an elite center but that doesn't mean he's not a good center. Um, before the podcast, I I quickly just looked at some stats and I looked at you know players who averaged more than 18 minutes a night. Um, or I should say centers who averaged more than 18 minutes a night last season who played 60 games. Uh, In other words, you know, an unofficial filter for first-line centers. And Stepan was tied for 21st in points right there with Kyle Turris and Ryan O'Reilly and, you know, keeping company with guys like Bergeron and, you know, Krejci and, like Claude Giroux, so it's he's clearly not a bad player. That's the thing that's so frustrating. I think it's there's a lot involved with the you know the peers he has in the Metropolitan, but there's also you know I think any team would be lucky to have him, especially as a as a second line center. He would be amazing. As a first line center, you'd be doing very well. Um. I'm very the thing I'm most curious about, I think um I know I'm rambling here again, but like the thing I'm most curious about is what other teams think of him and what he would be worth i step on i there's really no way to describe him because he is he should be everything everybody loves as a New York Ranger. He's homegrown. He scored some of the biggest goals this organization has ever seen. His Game 7 winner over Washington in overtime of Game 2, or Game 7 of the second round, may go down as one of the best goals in recent memory. But people don't like him, and I don't know why. And it doesn't make sense. And I I think the, the, the the fresh start would be a nice thing for him, but I can't imagine he wants to leave New York. And I, I, you love the team and you like the players. I like Stepan a lot. I really do. I'd be very sad to see him go. But mm. if he goes and we get, I was very sad to see Broussard go. But I'm thrilled with Zibanejad. So yeah. you have to weigh the good and the bad. You really do. And these opportunities to make these types of moves, they, they don't happen. They don't come around very often. Yeah, but just like you said before, a step on trade is an opportunity to set this team back. Um, because just because you can trade them doesn't mean that you have to or that you should. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of names out there, like like a Matt Duchesne or something, that I think I, I, would, I would jump at, but that's just me. Um, but, you know, there's other guys like, you know... 
that you know I think most most of the rumors we've heard or most of the I guess wish lists we've heard involve specifically defensemen. There hasn't been a lot of talk of Stepan being moved for a forward. Um, it's it's interesting to think of. I think everyone on the planet knows the Rangers are going to make a play at Shattenkirk. But if they trade, you know, Stepan for, you know, a defenseman of of quality, you know, a, a top, you know, a top pair, you know, like a third guy defenseman, then it makes Shattenkirk one less of a priority and two probably less important because you have to also replace Stepan's offense, which is not that easily done. You know, he did play, you know, a crap ton of ice, but he also produced a lot of points and he he led the team in shots for a player who I think a lot of Rangers fans accuse of being too pass first. And you know his his stats are not are not that bad. You know he, he's never broken that that mystical sixty point mark, but that doesn't mean he's not a great player, or at least a very very good one. I would like to think the Rangers can get something special for him, but that doesn't mean that moving him is the right thing to do. I think the point that Beth said, I know she was breaking up, but it's it's all about what comes back in a trade for Stepan because. We can love the idea of what we can get, but that doesn't mean we're going to like what we do get. You don't have to trade him. It has to be the right trade, and that, that needs to be their yeah. mindset. It absolutely yeah, but do you think there's pressure, like, there's pressure within the organization to move him? It's, uh, I'm trying to think back to like the Broussard situation and how it developed. There wasn't really a big reason to move Broussard. I think Ottawa had to put together a package that was good enough, you know what I'm saying, to to make it happen. And I, I unless something similar happens where a team just gives the Rangers an offer they can't refuse, I don't think the Rangers should move him. I agree. Because you don't know the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, and that's not to insinuate that Stepan is a devil. I think yeah, he's twenty six. But yeah. you have a very good hockey player, and I, I know I just said trade a year too early, a year too late, but that doesn't mean rush into a bad deal just to get rid of him. It, it means if the right deal exposes itself to you, it, it seduces you at the table and says, I think there's something real between us. You, uh, seducing. You, you, you go do it. You, you do the deal. You take the deal home and, and you do it. So. You, you make a baby. You do. You make a child <laughs> that you are all responsible for by going to patreon.com slash blue shirt panther. Um, oh so it's a delicate situation to be in. There should be no pressure. I'm sure there is pressure because everything surrounding the Rangers is <laughs> filled with unneeded pressure and confusion and screaming. Um, screaming. Yeah. Anywho. This was this was wonderful. This whole thing was wonderful. The show was wonderful. It's mostly it's mostly me rambling, but yeah, it was pretty nice. You both are wonderful. Um, Our dreams it was are even great coming true. When Beth, when Beth was, she was cutting in and out. Are coming true. 
this is why we need Beth on the podcast with a working microphone, apparently. It's true. Because I just heard her through her, like, breaking up. She's just said our dreams are coming true. Perfect. And who knows what the it's, rest it's, of that point was? Yeah. Who knows? Could be. Oh, that was it. No, just that was it. it. Well, there you go. Um. Hopefully next week I will have my new microphone. By the way, I plan to order it tomorrow. Oh, which one did we land on? Uh, it's the snowball from uh. Oh, the snowball. I'm trying to remember. Blue. Blue, blue, blue. Is the brand. It is the snowball. Sure, it looks a little bit. I don't know. It looks a lot more like Sputnik's sex toy. This is what I'm talking about. Beth's microphone could have cut out at sex toy, and that didn't happen. No, it remained clear. It, it's like a. <laughs> it's it was as clear as could be. And those comic sex timing. Sex toy. <laughs> and it, it still remains clear. Oh yeah, your kids just heard you yell sex toy. That's great. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, and not for nothing, if they've been eavesdropping, they've heard Dream Come True and then Sex Toy. So you go explain that one. Ooh. I'll try. You explain that one. Beth. <laughs> Beth. Yeah? What's the, most, what's, what's the most important thing Joe has to know about raising a daughter? Oh, good question. Not about you. <laughs> See, that's not, not, not no, no, that's other advice for a mother, actually. Mothers are the ones who get all wrapped up in that. Dads are pretty good at it for the most part, as long as you don't do the weird thing about, like, shooting her dates off the front porch or something. No, 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 no. no, no oh, no. you say I that now. Uh, well, it, so it's funny you say that. I was not dating a bass player named Orion and see how you feel. I have two younger sisters, and I was not at all a protective older brother. Not the I, same like, thing. And I'm, that's what I'm I'm thinking. I don't know. Maybe maybe I shoot some people. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I wouldn't recommend it. We need a lot more bail money. I wouldn't recommend lots of things. Well, then we need <laughs> Patreon subscribers. She's going to play hockey, you. Joe, though, right? Yeah, maybe maybe the Riveters will uh, will draft her. Well, I, I I was starting a little earlier than that, but yes, sure, that too. Maybe. Yeah, yeah she a might bit be of, young. The hockey. We are a uh, really young. The the athlete in the family is my wife, and she was all lacrosse. So I think we are also a lacrosse family. But those skills well, those, they, they cross pollinate together. Those season wise, you can they do that. Do. I did that. One of the uh, similar gloves. One of the stars of the lacrosse team on Boston College, the women's team that went to the national championship and lost to Maryland. She was a uh, a hockey player as well. Oh. It happened. That's Kelly fun. Babstock. You all know Kelly Babstock. Yep. Yeah, Kelly Babstock. I played lacrosse with her. She played on She's the lacrosse. She's a Connecticut whale. Track. So I know Kelly. She's good people. And she has no regard for her own safety when she's playing any type of sport. I called her the wild card in lacrosse because she would dive and just beat the shit out of people. It was incredible. I assume she plays hockey the same way. She's you can't regard for your own safety when you 
one of the best Canadian forwards who's not on their on the Canadian national team, in my opinion. She's unreal. Unreal. She broke all kinds of records at Quinnipiac. It was crazy. And then she went and played lacrosse and was one of the best players on the lacrosse team. So, there you go. Her brother, her brothers are like box lacrosse superstars in Canada. Wow. Wow. You ever seen yeah, lacrosse, the lacrosse is a lot bigger the in Canada? Lacrosse the that's on where the goalies look like hockey goalies, and there's tons of fights, and everybody like stands on the bench. You ever see those those box lacrosse games? No. You've no. never seen them. John Tavares' brother or a cousin or uncle or something was like the leading goal scorer ever. Remember all that? So imagine now that played, you say that vaguely, it's played on a hockey rink that they turf over, and the net is like. Okay maybe a quarter of the size of the net in hockey. And the goalies have on full-fledged hockey goalie pads. Well, so think about sports? that. There's a million goals. There's un, an un, friggin' fathomable amount of goals. But you, there really aren't line changes. The bench has two doors that are always open, so when you're done, you go into the bench and then it's just the line. It's like a conveyor belt, and you just turn yourself back out onto the, onto the field. But they are box lacrosse superstars. Either one of her brothers or two of them. I don't, I don't know, but there you go. There's some lacrosse for you. Joe. Oh. Mike. Ice cream or cake? Oh, God. Oh, wait a minute. I thought the question was something else. I'm sorry. Ice cream or cake? <laughs> Ice cream. I thought it was I thought it was pie or cake. Nope. No. I like how a four-word question really flummoxed you. That's very sweet. Yes, ice cream Best. by a mile. Ice cream or cake? Cake. Ah. Michael. Tell me I'm wrong again. I will mess you up. Chocolate cake I definitely is the best. Do ice cream. Of course you do because ice cream is the ice. right answer. Now here's the more important question: pie or cake? Cake. It's not even close. You are so friggin' wrong. Hi. I think we. I Thank think you. We've talked about this before. My daughter Cake and I segregates went to labors. Labors for pie yesterday. I appreciate pie. We bought it's just pie. Not my jam. It was great. I had pie at my wedding. Pie. Blueberry crumb cake. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Are you insane? <laughs> what? You're saying no to blueberry crumb. What about pie. ice cream cake? That's where I want to be. With, sure, I like pie. ice cream cake, but I still prefer it. pie. Salted caramel apple pie. Oh, God. I would imagine it depends a lot on what time of day it is for me and what apple the temperature crisp, outside Michael, is like. An apple crisp? Don't yell at me. Strawberry rhubarb. Blueberry crisp? Peach cobbler? Come on. You can, you can have the ice cream on the pie. It's called the alamodeness. Yes, you yeah. can do that. So that's just cheating. Oh, my God. You are such cheating? a goody two-shoes. Wait, I'm you, the pie teacher. Maybe after they teach me what pie is, yeah. And to right. whom are they going to tell them to? That was a math the joke for all the idiots out there. <laughs> the pie police, they are coming pie. for Mike. Pie, pie, pie. 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 Pie, 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 pie. Which, which ranger, 
Which ranger could eat the most pie in one sitting? Ryder. Age before Ooh. he lost the 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who I would pick. I thought I was going to have someone. Well, you asked um, the question, so you should have had someone. Well, I know. Well, I'm trying to be Captain Creative here. It doesn't mean I always can think three steps ahead. Uh, I would have said Merrick Malik back in the day. Ooh. Who was the... Uh, or Darren Langdon. Wasn't there a ranger who was he looked modest for being fat? Uh, uh, I can't remember. I don't remember. I'm going to say Bobby Holik. I feel like he could eat a shitload of cake. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a feeling. <laughs> with his $9 million a year contract just throwing cake down his throat. I could see that. I don't know why that's funny, Michael. Sounds like you said it. A shitload of cake. Just, yeah. I just imagine, like, in my head, like, yeah, Bobby Holy kind of has, you know, really round cheeks, and he has kind of a vacant expression, and so I just imagine you standing next to him and saying, I bet you can eat a shitload of cake. Yeah, he's definitely, he might be eating cake right now while he listens to this. With a halo of, like, raspberries around his mouth. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's glorious. There you go. There it is. There it is. All right. You know what? I'll go Twitter.com. with I'll go with Brady okay, Shea. He's a big boy. Why are you kidding me? Shea is like a he's blade thin. Yeah. No, but he's tall. Ballast. And he's, Should he's he young, tall doesn't mean he's a tall young growing stomach. man. Well, all right, that that point I'll give you. That he's like in puberty and he needs all the food he could get into his gullet. But even so, I don't, Pavel I don't think so. Evan. You know who could eat I'll the most right cake now. in the who could eat the most cake in NHL history? NHL Any history. player. I, the answer is easy. I, Come on. What, Brodor? Yeah. That's so. <laughs> it's not it's very rude to say, but yeah. He would be throwing Have shit you guys out of cake. completely forgotten Jared Stoll was a ranger? Well, yeah, until you said uh, something. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, so I, was looking, I said I was it looking in... for Fat Rangers, and I ended up on this training, Secrets of the New York Rangers, and it's from last March, and every single Ranger, if Klein leaves, is gone. It's Stahl, Klein, Edom, and Stahlberg. Were the Fat Rangers? Now. No, we're Fit Rangers, but for some reason that came up when I... Google oh, fat like physical fitness? Yeah. Training secrets of the New York Rangers, men's fitness. I didn't consider Stahlberg... Eh, he was a good skater for... I don't know. I think I'm always... Just my default answer for that is Kreider because of that him jumping out of the pool video. Yeah. Jumping out of the also, pool. According to Grabner... Kreider spends the most time in the gym, so. Yeah, Grabner's a... Yeah. Gerbner's Twitter is very disturbing. He's definitely... He did answer me on Twitter, though. You did. 
And again, the team seems to have no idea he's doing this, which amuses me to no end. They have to know. Yeah. They, just, they know they can't stop it. Someone I'm asked him today, I think, the, the who's the hottest stranger? They would have told him to stop. Who's the hottest, like, most attractive? Yeah, and his answer was, I don't know, ask your mom, or something like that. It's very, it's very salty. Woo! Michael <laughs> Grabner throwing high heat. <laughs> Good for Mind him. you, and this folks. is clearly to a Rangers fan. <laughs> yes, that makes it so much better that he just doesn't care. Yeah. Oh my God, I have newfound respect he for him. Said that the biggest dork on the team is is without a doubt Holden. Someone asked him yeah, who's well, the biggest dork, no and way. he responded in all caps, Holden, which fits like a glove, I have to say. So the, the, some of these answers are amazing. What's your most vivid memory of the Islanders-Penguins brawl game in 2011? I was there as a Rangers fan, ironically. Grabner's answer is, I got out alive. (laughs) Most attractive guys on the team, ask your mom. To a female Rangers fan, no less. It wasn't even like it was a male Ranger fan who was taunting him. That. How does it feel to be slower than Larkin and McDavid? I don't have feelings. (laughs) That's great. Oh, my God. Uh, I, these, some of these are... What's your favorite what's part about part being a it? ranger? Being a ranger is his answer. Mm-hmm. He's just a jerk. God bless him. Um, do you ever get caught up in hockey rumors, or do you stay away from that stuff? He said, there are hockey rumors, question mark. Someone said, what are those? And he says, I will Google and see what I can find. Apparently someone... Ha- How many... Go ahead. How many calories do you eat in a day? I eat when I am hungry, really. Oh, God. What is, is your like- favorite Lululemon store in the city? Ask Kevin Hayes. <laughs> Hmm. That's funny. And then here's mine when I sent him the thing that just said, hey, this amusement park has terrifying rides for children. He said it's supposed to be scary, like ghosts and stuff for the kids. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, Grabner. Do you think he's still going to be a ranger come expansion draft? I do. Mm. This one's interesting. What about the back nine? And he said they have 18 holes. Oh, I get it. It's a golf a- joke. Oh. Yeah. He's saying he never got past the, the front nine. Okay. Ask your right. mom is probably the greatest answer of all time, though. Uh, props. Props, Grab. Props. Uh, blogtalkradio.com slash blueshirtbanter. Blueshirtbanter.com on its own. Patreon.com slash blueshirtbanter. Twitter.com slash Blue Shirt Banter. Twitter.com slash DigDeepBSB. Twitter.com slash Beth Macklin. The Ice Garden does women's hockey stuff for us as well. Ooh, you get to see Hooray. who we take in the SB Nation mock draft on Sunday. So Ooh. be around for that. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, all of you. Goodbye. Have a great Have night. Well. All your dreams Toodle-oop. will come true. All your dreams, All your dreams come, come true. true.